Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, achtung, Christmas is a coming, dear listeners. And to quote Richard Chaplow, 26 appearances, nine sun, one goal. As he once said, you cannot beat a good board game. And we've got a good board game for you here. Achtung has teamed up with a tremendous football trivial pursuit style game called Pundit. You can follow Pundit at Pundit Games on Twitter. And it's a really nice little game, actually. It's a board game. It consists of football trivia questions, easy and hard. Some of the hard ones are very, very hard. And you move along a football pitch to score goals against your opponent. It will suit the football head in your life, dear listeners. Great way to pass a Christmas afternoon. You can get a 10% discount if you visit punditgames.co.uk. at P-U-N-D-I-T-G-A-M-E-S. Punditgames.co.uk. Get a 10% discount at checkout with the code LIONS in capital letters. LIONS, capital letters. And every sale will benefit the Lions Food Hub. Um, what a better way to pass your Christmas than to enjoy a good football trivia game and to know you're doing good at the same time. So get on it. Punditgames.co.uk Hi, it's Mr. Bye for now from Millwall Football Club and you're listening to the world famous Actong Millwall. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. That, if you didn't, apologies to any Welsh speakers out there, that is Welsh, Neil. But oh my giddy aunt, what a result for the Iranians there. Just in the, uh, we just literally finished watching the World Cup tie between Wales, Neil, and Iran, too. I thought the Iranians looked really good. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> I did look that one up. <laughs> yeah, but the greatest footballer that Britain's ever known, apparently. He's coming home next week. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. That's all I've got to say on the matter. I did look up the Welsh for oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, as well as my giddy aunt. And that, listeners, is oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> and, and, well, he's even managed to say it in a Welsh accent, which is even more important. I'm amazed at my pronunciation of that one, because generally I can't roll my R's, listeners, can I be in English? Um... Great result for the Iranians. I thought they looked a really sharp side. I'm only caught the last 20 minutes or so, Neil, but they looked bang on it and um, put the put the Welsh to the sword there, didn't they? Yeah, they did, uh, to be fair. Uh, Wales uh, looked 
pretty average, didn't they? Look like a they look like, like an like average championship side, didn't they? I mean, that's that's which yeah, is... they didn't even look like a championship side. Yeah, they looked like a team that was full of players from England <laughs> and third-rate <laughs> players at that. Yeah, but Kiefer seems... Moore looked okay the other day, but yeah, not today. Happened? Well, from the bit that I saw of it, listeners, I um, didn't see uh, most of it. It's about the last twenty minutes of it. Um, but a fine result for the Iranian side. But yeah, we are in the on the brink. Obviously, England play later today. Neil and I are recording this literally just as the Welsh game's finished. But I thought we might um, not dwell on the World Cup. Obviously, dominates proceedings at the moment. It might be nice to look at the current Millwall news. Um, we've got this friendly tomorrow. We were playing Bronby at the Den um, as a kind of a warm-up friendly ahead of the return of league football. Um, a week Saturday, which is the away trip to Sunderland. Um, I won't be going to the friendly listeners. I don't do friendlies. Um, I don't know if it's been streamed. Or I, don't, I haven't seen much about the the fixture at all. To be to be fair, I think it's a one o'clock kickoff at the Densmore. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, it is a one o'clock kickoff. Definitely a one o'clock kickoff. I think it is available on uh, the old. Uh, the TV, uh, Millwall yeah. TV, yeah, yeah, Millwall TV. Uh, I like these games. I must Do you? Admit, Do you? It's okay. It's something a bit different to watch, isn't it? It 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 it, it makes a change from from our usual fair of friendlies, and to get these teams over, you you don't get to see them, do you? No, so no. It's quite no. good. It, yeah, it's quite good having a little look at it. Fun, funnily enough, I just had a look at their at their squad, and I haven't heard of anyone to be honest. But then again, a few of these are quite likely to be at the World Cup, so God knows what kind of team they're going to play. It's, it's going to be a warm up, uh, a kind of a workout uh, routine for both sides. Really, I mean, I don't know anything about Bronby other than the fact that. They do feature in European competition, um, so you know, fair play to them for that. Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't knock anyone that wants to go along there tomorrow. It's, it's not for me personally. Um, there's a good couple of interesting stories um, on the respective news sites. I mean, news at Den we were looking at Neil, weren't we? And also London News Online. And the story that's caught my eye on on news at Den here: Mill begin to nail down targets ahead of the January transfer window this is by Alex Jones the Lions are aiming to bring in a couple of new faces ahead of the second half of the championship campaign um which you know is what we've been talking about for some time on on these shows but certainly um it sounds like there are moves afoot and that links in with a quite an interesting story on the signing of Zian Fleming um this is on London News Online this is by Richard Corley it's an exclusive uh, inside track on how the Lions claim, came to claim Zian and fighting off interest from a number of foreign clubs. Olympiacos of Cyprus apparently would beat them to his signature with a with a, an improved Olympiakos offer. Greek, Nick. I was as a Greek. Sorry, um, I, I thought it said Cyprus, but um, a Greek. Sorry. Um, also, we've 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 um, headed off a number of. I think Wolfsburg. I think were mentioned in this in this article. So. You know, we, we've done some work there. Apparently, Michael Keeftonbelt put a good word in for us with uh, Fortuna Sittard, which were, you know, Zian's uh, home club prior to him signing. But also uh, Huddersfield and, and Forest were interested in him as well. So 
we've done really well to get this 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 signature over the line. I think as as form is is showing now, you know, he's just starting to hit his stride with us, Neil. Yeah, he's impressed, doesn't he? Considering he missed the start of the season, yeah, but I think in each game he's shown what an influential and what a good player he is. Uh, especially that hat trick against uh, Preston. Preston last time yeah. out. Uh, a very, very good signing. And that story, it just dispels the myth that uh, that we discovered him playing football manager or something like that. I kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is good banter type stuff. But I mean, when you read the piece, um, both Gary Rowett and Alex Aldrich um, have respectively worked hard to get this um, signing done. And in fairness to Zian, I mean, again, this is this is an interesting part here. They, they, they had a n- number of initial Zoom calls with him whilst he was in Amsterdam. Um, very much a job interview type approach, Neil. He's, he's brought his own set of questions. And uh, the article makes a, a, a point of, a show, of, of saying that he, re- he wrote the answers down from, from Gary Rowett. He's, he's written, had a notepad and pen ready to, to take down the, the answers. So... You know, he he sounds like he's a he sounds like a boy that takes his game seriously, wants to improve, and I think it's it's kind of um it's a bit of a boost to the spirits to read this because it sounds like we've we've ticked his boxes in terms of where he wants to go as a player, um, which is you know, which is great to hear, great to read. I think. Yeah, we are a club going forward, aren't we? Let's be honest in many aspects. Uh. We've said it a number of times that we want Millwall to look at the foreign market. And uh, let's be honest, the two players we've signed from abroad this summer, Vogel Slammer, although he hasn't scored, I think he's shown a bit of promise. I know people write him off as being crap and they expect him to be on 15, 20 goals already. Right. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, we, but we have... But we have largely played him out of position. Yeah. And I think where we were expecting, or there was predictions that Honeyman would walk away with player of the year, I think I, th- I think it'd be quite difficult to look beyond Zion Fleming at the moment, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean... It would be January, obviously. Olympiakos, I think, are owned by the same guy that owns Nottingham Forest. Yeah, Evangelos Marinakis. Um, so will he yeah. come in? But I think it would take, it would need an astronomical bid, I think, for Millwall to, uh, to get rid of him in January. Considering the place that we're in, and as yeah. influential as he's been, yeah, I think it would, you've got to be looking at, 20 30 million to even consider selling him in January. Well, the, the interesting sentence I mean, the, the, the article is, is well worth a read, and I recommend anyone that's not looked on London News Online have a, have a look at it. And it's certainly um, it's an interesting read on the amount of work that both Gary Rowett and Alex Aldridge have put in, and the club generally, um, the prospects for improvement that uh, Zian's identified. But the interesting sentence and the crucial sentence is that uh, Fleming has no release clause in his Millwall contract. So I think, as you've just said there, Neil, you're right for um, any interest to come in now. And it does touch on the fact that uh, other clubs from a higher level will be you know, keeping track of him. They're going to have to put their hand in their pocket on a, on a, on a much, much larger scale than I think that we've ever seen for a player in, in a Millwall shirt. So um, 
the article is, is is good upbeat stuff and and I, I i enjoyed reading it so well done to richard corley for, for that piece it does link in with um the rest of the transfer news that's on news at den um gary rowett's not specifying a particular area of the pitch where he wants to strengthen in nil um but he did highlight the fact that any manager would be keen to add more goals to the team and that touches also on I think Benny Kafobe is having work done on his knee and he's not available for the Sunderland trip. So, you know, might be reading too much into those those two different stories, but it does sound like we want to get a goal score, you know, improve the goal scoring from some direction or another. Mate, I think if we've got an Achilles heel at the moment, it is the fact that we don't score enough, or our strikers aren't scoring enough goals. A no. uh, fair play to Bradshaw. He gives everything, and uh, Zion Fleming a phobie when he plays. But, but, but if but if we had a goal scorer up there, combined with what's coming from Fleming, because yeah. he is because he isn't scoring goal scorer goals really, is he he's scoring? He's well, scoring he, absolute worldies. <laughs> well, that's right, and his second. Like second that. in the table, I think. Let me find the, the, the article again. I'm sure. Second or third, I think Holly McBurney is somebody. Of you know, um, certainly if we can add some more conventional striking talent, then we become contenders, which is a which is a big thing to say. But um, there we are. Um, so that remains to be seen how that how that pans out. A big January ahead of us, I think, Neil. Yeah, we are after a guy called Evan Ferguson, who's. Uh, Republic of Ireland international won a couple right. of caps. Uh, used to play for Bohemians, I think, in uh, in Ireland, and is playing yeah. for Brighton. And uh, I spoke to one of my top scoop scouts in the football world. I need a jingle for the new scoop. <laughs> yeah, I'll find good. a jingle. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, no, but this is well known. It's been in the papers, but uh, yeah. But I got on to somebody I know in football, and uh, they rate him very, very, very highly. A uh, lot of clubs interested in him in the championship in League One. But the only thing that's going against us would be uh, Brighton want to guarantee minutes for him. They want to, they want him guaranteed match action, right. and uh, it's something that we might not be able to do. So it could mean that he goes elsewhere. Obviously, Brighton, he's only 18, so Brighton want him to play as much as they can. Mm. uh, I just wonder if it's... The person I spoke to likened him to... He's probably said he's one of the best players that he's ever worked with. Wow. uh, Wow. And that's something and predicts he's going to be an absolute star. But eighteen, it, well, you get the ghost uh, of Troy Parrott coming into your mind. But that's a big yeah, that's right. Yeah, but that yeah, yeah, but that's what was going through my mind then. Eighteen, is it too soon for him mm. to be coming to a club that we are pushing for the Premier League? Yeah, yeah we're not pushing for promotion at a League One where you can gamble a little bit. We're playing for all the marbles, aren't we? We're we're involved with the big boys. Well, that's what's on the table. So you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about the boy. That's a big statement. But 18 does seem very youthful to be thrown into the 
the helter skelter of the championship football. You're up against some oh, proper well, he's defense, only aren't just you? eighteen. He's right. only just eighteen. He was eighteen in October. So yeah. this is a very, very, very young raw talent. Raw, yeah. inexperienced player. And 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 to my mind, it does have all the hallmarks of Troy Parrott, because I think Troy Parrott has gone away from Millwall and uh I think he was at MK Dons. He might Milton be Keynes. Like yeah, I think he's doing okay there. But he's yeah, he's he started doing... to score. He started. Yeah, he started to score goals, which is what we hoped he was going to bring when he first came to us at the start of last season. But I think it was a move too soon for him, wasn't it? And they're level too high in terms of defensive now. So I mean, it's one thing to start scoring in League One, and that's no disrespect to those. Those clubs, as we know, we've been there. It's a different level when you step up to the championship. And, you know, good, fair play to try. I liked him as, as, as he seemed like a decent boy. But I think he's, ha- he's needed that time in the, as a first choice pick and the indulgence to be given games where maybe he doesn't score too many. You tend not to get <laughs> the den, do you? You know, you, you're... Uh, the, the, the patience levels tend to be a little bit more, uh, you know, shorter um, for us because, as you said, you know, we we're playing for the top table here and that we have our chances now. So I think you know that might be a, experience may yet come into into play, but the, certainly uh, the club are have targets. The article says here, and uh, it's going to be an interesting January. I think we wait to see what what comes our way. Yeah, we're also interested in a guy called Dylan Lovett. This was a story, I think, in The Sun last week. Former Manchester United okay. midfielder. Had a, had, he had a spell at the Spotters. Yeah. Uh, now playing for Dundee United. Uh, obviously, Welsh international. He's, right. yeah, but he's actually at the World Cup, and uh, I think he's making up the Bibs, Balls and Cones numbers. He'll be Robert. coming home soon. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll be home to sign by next week. Finally. Uh, he moved to Dundee United, I think, on loan last season, and that became permanent. I don't know if it's agent talk, but I would have thought, unless we're going to ship out the likes of George Evans and potentially Ryan Leonard. Well, this is going to be the other side of the coin, isn't it? I mean, People coming in must mean people going out. Um, I mean, I've not seen anything on on that. I suppose Evans would be an obvious obvious choice. He's hardly he, he seems to be Gary's Rowett's favourite late substitution of choice recently, doesn't he? Comes in with about five minutes to go generally, um, but he's nowhere near. Sure he wants more than five minutes here, five minutes there. You might get the odd twenty minutes. You'd have thought so. You'd have thought so. I mean, I suppose the, the the loaning out of Leonard, if that's if that's on the agenda, might be as a kind of a rehabilitation a little bit. Whether he, you know, Leonard sees himself as um, needing game time elsewhere to to rebuild himself. He does seem rather prone to big injuries, though, Ryan Leonard, doesn't he? I do wonder whether that might come into the think you know Mills thinking. Um, on the long long term, you can't really depend on Ryan Leonard. Whether that's a little. No, that's a shame because he's actually shown that he can play in two or three positions and he plays in those positions well. He can fill in at centre-back, which I think surprised everybody when he played centre-half at at how good he actually looked at centre-back. 
and he can play at right back. And uh, his durability, I suppose that's you know Ryan Leonard will obviously take a different view on it, but it's these are the unsentimental decisions that um, football management at this level requires because you've got to weigh up how much time will you get. You know, if if he if he gets injured again, um, which is possible. Uh, you're kind of stuck with a, with a, with a, with a dud, but um, he may recover and and press on. I mean, and as you as you say, decent player. I, I, I like him. So yeah, no, um, he is a decent player, and he and this appears to be the most injury prone move of his career. But uh, how I old is he now? Probably, Late twenties? Is he? Is he? Yeah. He's not. Yeah, well, I yeah. thought he would be. Uh, it's but at some time, at some point, I think you've got to cut your losses. And uh, yeah, Mill will have a bit hanging on to players longer than we really should hang on to players. And I think this is one of those. Uh, I think this is one of those occasions, isn't it, where we have to say, "Yeah, okay, I think you're not giving us anything with long periods on the yeah well, on the treatment table with Bobby backache." Or yeah, well, what? Or the modern version of him. Yeah, the modern version of him. And, uh, <laughs> and it's time that you say, well, let's get in somebody who isn't quite as injury prone and doesn't pick up the uh, ripping his hamstring, which requires an operation. It just seems awful bad luck, doesn't it? It's a ruthless business, though, Neil. I mean, yeah, and it's yeah. it's hard to exclude your own sentimental for want of a better word, thoughts, because, you know, a player like like Ryan Leonard and even to some level Mason Bennett, both are players that get injured a lot. Um, Mason, thankfully, uh, seems to recover quite quickly. But um, this is this is a bit of a drag on a squad that doesn't have large numbers and you just can't afford to be having too many players in, 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 in Bobby Backache's room. You know, it's, it's, um, it, it's going to be an interesting... Transfer window. I mean, I, I, I hadn't thought of Ryan Leonard as a possible loan out, but you're right. That must be that must be on uh, Gary Rowett's notebook, mustn't it? To you know, to be thinking about one way or the other. Yeah, um, yeah. Another people have said Tyler Bury to go out. I, that I don't get. I don't understand. Yeah, no, that. I don't get that one either. Where did somebody suggest it on Twitter to us the other week? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't get I mean, it myself. I think he needs. I think he needs to be here. We can't keep on loaning people out. Isaac Alafe is another one, uh, but you have to wonder: is it worth us keeping hold of him? We well, we were willing to let him go to Barnsley, yeah, as part of the Callum Styles deal, but events conspired against us, and I think he went up there too late, or the deal was completed too late, and. Uh, I mean, Isaac—he's sat on the bench a couple of games recently. Um, that hasn't got on. No, I don't. I don't think he's had any any time on the pitch. I can that I can think of recently. Um, and as you say, you know, if if we really are shooting for the Premier League and we need goals, then if he's not deemed to be good enough, then probably it's fair on the board to say go on loan. Maybe look at a longer term deal for once the loans out. out you know expires um we shall see 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Achtung! Mehlball! Some other stories on there. Jim Jim Caracan, there's a name from the past, has uh, joined the Mill Scouting team. Apparently, he's now scouting 33 years old. I think he was a he was he was another player that hit a lot of injuries late in his career. Jim Caracan, I used to like him in midfield, but he was very much at the back end when he joined uh, Millwall, uh, which would be about six seven years ago now. I think, but he's now part of the scouting team. Neil, uh, he had two spells at Millwall. Didn't he? Oh, yeah, he, he did, one, did, yeah, yeah. He had one at the very start of his career. Yeah. Uh, from what from what I can remember, I'm desperately trying to look up my. Uh, it was two two thousand eight ish, two thousand nine ish. Jim Carrick. He's a local boy. He's from Catford, isn't he? Um, yeah. And he came Reading. Back. Reading. Yeah, that's where he really made his name. I think at, at Reading. Um, but yeah, now part of the of the Lions scouting team. Let's let's hope he can um, turn up some nuggets out there. Yeah, well, uh, I think he was. I think he was a highly rated player. I think he impressed when he when yeah. he first uh, when he first pitched up. Yeah, and well, it, it definitely. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I've just I've just got it up. Yeah, no, he is a Catford boy. He uh, two thousand seventeen. Uh, sorry, two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. He's That's it. Apparently, apparently from a Millwall supporting family, according to the Millwall who's who don't you know, don't know what you know, you know, don't know who actually wrote that, but they must <laughs> they must know, know their stuff. <laughs> yeah, they must know what they're on about. Uh, uh, and then he, I think he had I think he had a couple of loans and around I think Bournemouth before us uh, was very much at the start of his career. Yeah, I think probably eighteen, nineteen. Then went to Galatasaray. That's right. Uh, I think his family had got Turkish links, haven't they? So yeah, um, he yeah, played out there with a name like that, wouldn't you? Karakan, Karakan. I don't know how to pronounce the correct pronunciation, but yeah, Karakan, I mean, yeah. Karakan, and, and then came back. Then came back for six months. I think in two thousand and eighteen, but I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he did anything. 
I think he was um, no, very much at the the other end of his career then, wasn't he? Yeah, carrying carrying whatever you know baggage that you carry after a professional football career, but injury wise, I mean, yeah, he probably knows uh, Alex Aldridge. I would have thought I would have thought that Alex is uh, Alex is making these uh, appointments. Uh, I think he has been working as a football consultant or something. In the meantime, uh, he's come come a long way, Alex, isn't he? I mean, you know, just reading these these articles here, and as you say, probably knows Jim and, and others around the game. Um, I think he's, you know, the, 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 the you know the, the, the signing of Zian Fleming um, is is a real high point for him. I mean, presuming that Zian goes on to bigger and better things and, you know, achieved with, with the Lions and who knows what else in his in his career. That's that's a real standout. Yeah, mate, he has come a long way. And we said it in the summer that he's upped his game and he's upped our game he has. in terms of our recruitment. And it was always, a, was always something that we were lacking in, was our recruitment. There was the joke about Kenny Jacket had his list of targets and... He started to work his way through them, no matter how long it had taken him. Yeah. But but the likes of Son Fleming and Vogel, Vogel Sammer, yeah, that's right. I mean, these, these do look a, le- a different level of, of player. Um, even the likes of Callum Styles, I mean, highly rated. I think we haven't we've yet to see, truly see Callum blossom, if that's the right way to put it. But then, yeah, yeah. Then you've got Creswell, Creswell and, yeah, uh, and, and Shackleton. Shackleton. It's, you know, you're getting a sense of a different level of signing here. So, um, and it sounds like Gary Rowett, really going, going purely by the story on on the um, London News Online listeners, but they seem to have worked as a team where you know uh, Rowett is is working with the player, Alex is working with the player's agent and his family to try and reassure them. It's it's just a really interesting developments. We're not used to that. I mean, it's always been a bit amateur hourish at the Ben Neil, isn't it? Um Yeah, that's right. And we have to be smarter and we are being smarter. It's great to see. It's just it's part of the evolution, I think, of the modern Millwall. Yeah, we mentioned last week about West Kingsdown. Yeah. And I think we have to come on to that a little bit later. Yeah. Again. Uh we're just being a lot smarter. We're well, we're looking to up our game. We need to up our game because we're aiming to be a club at the top end of the championship. And you need the facilities, you need the mindset, you need all of those things that 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 we aren't small wall anymore as Charlton. teams. <laughs> I mean, the West the West Kingsdown training ground um, thing was also mentioned mentioned in the Zian Fleming. Apparently, that was one of the factors in. Many things that Zian's weighed up in his in his decision to come to Millwall because the the gist of the article is he's turned down better financially better uh, deals that were on the table. Um, Olympiacos, I think, are featuring in the Champions League uh, early rounds certainly, uh, and I think they made a better financial deal from the Zian's point of view. But he's chosen to come to to Millwall, and I'm going to guess that's the. The conversations that he's had with with Gary Rowett, Alex Aldrich, and the fact that we're now moving towards being a more professional setup, training wise as well. So this is all. And I also think he would also have been told by Alex and uh, and Gary Rowett that you come here, you're going to play. Yeah. yeah, you're going to get paid. Yeah. 
Greek football, you don't know whether or not you're going to get paid from one week to the next. Well, this is it. it depends on the owner. Yeah. If if he'd gone to Forest, he probably wouldn't have played. No. It'd have been absolutely lost. But he's come here. He can get used to the English game in the Championship with us. And when he's fit, he's going to play. He's going to play ninety minutes, isn't he? Yeah, and you become very quickly become a very big fish in quite a small pool at Mill, don't you? You know, Zian Fleming is now, yeah. you know, he's, he's undroppable now. No, no, no manager around which not going to drop him unless he's injured or, or something of that kind. Um, and it quite quickly you become the main man, and I think that's that's that will be good for Zian's development. Um, it's going to be a really interesting Jim, career as a Jed Wallace scenario, wasn't it? Jed Wallace yeah. became a very big fish yeah. in a small pond with us, yeah. but we hung on to him for too long. Yeah, I, I think I think what you'll see is with this one is that Zion will move on in the summer. I'd be very surprised if he left in January mm. unless we got an astronomical bid. I think it would be suicide for us to let him go in January. But then again, if somebody offers you 30-odd million pounds for him... <laughs> his price is going up each time we talk about him. He's gone for, with 20 million over yeah, and there's 30 million. <laughs> yeah, no, I did say between 20 and 30. But if somebody does offer you... <laughs> but if somebody does offer you the north end of that... Yeah. We, we, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no club that's not a selling club, say, is a cliche, isn't it? We, we, we would sell. Yeah, well, you say... Yeah, well, you say, well, that'll cost you £35 million. You just chuck a stupid yeah. number out there and and they try and negotiate and say, well, we'll give you 30 You think to yourself, oh, fucking hell, what do you do? Well, you're not going to say no Presum- to it. You know, yeah. would not say yeah, no, presumably they have got other targets in mind. Yeah. But... Yeah, but it's a strange one. I don't know what you would do. What would you do in that situation? Would you sell him if we're off with thirty million? Points? I think it's a really hard question because you fight your own Millwall. Uh, the, the Millwall fan is a sentimental fan. It's a very odd thing, given our, our kind of um, public reputation. But we we do hang on to players. We always want old players to come back. Um, it is this sense of being a family. So when you've got a talent like Zian Fleming, it's a very hard thing for the Mill fan mindset, in my opinion, to a- adopt the ruthlessness that other clubs adopt. So you're right. We would, if, if the, if the offer were right and you'd have to be talking about a lot of money for Zian Fleming, whether he'll command that kind of money yet, I don't know. He's certainly proving his, his uh, abilities in, in a very hard league. The championship is one of the hardest leagues to carve out a reputation. He's scoring. He's second in the scoring um, charts at the moment. Um, so yeah, you'd have to think hard about it. And the job of the management and the chairman and the uh, the chief exec is to know your moment when you sell up because, um, Brentford have, have achieved their status nearly in the game by selling good players for high prices, having found them for cheap money. It's, it's a pretty basic yeah. concept. Um, so, you know, the likes of Ivan Tony and, and others have, have, have kind of, um, they've been, you know, bought and sold at various points with that method. That's how we have to get to. It doesn't come naturally to us, though. Um, no, I think I think what you've also got to weigh up is that I don't know what, what it's worth winning promotion to the Premier League these days. It's probably worth 200 million. It's going to be a lot of money, <laughs> yes. So do you gamble? 
30 million against 200 million. Mm. Oh, I, I, I think... I'm torn yeah, just even thinking about it. Yeah, when you mentioned 200 million against 30 million, because I think if he goes, that uh, are the odds on us winning promotion to the Premier League diminish immensely, don't they? I think I think you, I think that's one way to look at it. Um, we we become in recent years. Uh, Mill love a star player, you know. So Jed obviously is the previous incarnation of the star player. Zian is now rapidly becoming our star player. Um, and then when you look back through history, we often have standout players. You know, Teddy Sheringham, players of that ilk. Um, we 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 as a club do have to develop a business ruthless streak and that will involve selling at the right time judging that's the the art form that is you hope is what the 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 you know the, the big names at the club are paid to do and get right um i would think that zian has come to well he's clearly come to mill to develop his own career that reading the article implies he's come here because he wants to uh, make a mark in the english game and improve so he will be also looking to move along at the right moment to the right level of club for, for him as he sees it. So there's a, there's a mutual, you know, it's, it's not love. It's, it's, uh, (laughs) we're, we're, we're passing acquaintances, you know, if, if, if you want to put it that way. Um, I, I, I would think that if we can strengthen our side with a huge sum of money, which is what we would have to want at the moment, we've got him contracted for a certain period of time. If we can acquire, three or four very, very good players and strengthen the side, then you, you're not dismissing the idea of, of, of uh, promotion with a strengthened and enhanced side. You'd spread the talent around. So that's where we have to get to. It just doesn't come naturally, in my opinion, to the Mill fans' um, mindset. We, we're not geared that way because we're not used to it, I think. We're always used to selling our stars, Neil, for short money, and then we finish up back in League One at some point. But this is this is this is the next level we're trying to move to here, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And it is the promised land, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah. We go up and you'd have to say we'd only spend a season up there. Initially, but that, that would be your aim, yes. wouldn't it? You contain your wages yeah. and then look to rebuild back in the I mean, how our other clubs have done it. I think West Brom have done it. Yeah, then you come down Norwich. then you come down with huge parachute payments, although knowing our up, <laughs> they'll agree a new deal when we're up there. <laughs> parachute payments will be abolished. <laughs> well, on that very subject, that's a great segue into the next story on I've done no agenda for this, listeners. I'm working purely on other people's work. On, the, on this occasion, London News Online's work. So I'm following their, their their stories on their on their Millwall page. But anyway, um, S- Steve Cavanagh, chief executive, is raging at the lack of progress for the Premier League's uh, fan review of governance and, and all the rest of it, which does include, as you've just said, there the the issue of parachute payments. So th- th- nothing moving very fast, or not fast enough for, for Cavanagh's um, liking at the moment. Um, they won't want to move unless they're forced to. I think they're probably way up that the, the government is in and has been in turmoil uh, for some time. And any future government, whatever stripe that is that comes in, will have other things to worry about than the highly um, prosperous football industry. So I think they're looking to... Well, Captain U-Turn. <laughs> you were Captain U-Turn. Is that hindsight? Captain Hindsight or Captain U-Turn? Which one's this? Is this... Yeah, well, it'll be both for the moment. <laughs> but let's face it, Captain Hindsight, who who also is known to be Captain U-Turn, <laughs> I think. Yeah, but I think I think that they've said there will be some kind of 
central governance for football, which which I don't think will go down well with FIFA. No, because they like because because they, they don't want governance. Like governance. <laughs> yeah, well, that's unless it's Qatari government <laughs> interference. Yeah. And it comes with a huge wheelbarrow full of cash for Gianni and uh, and, and Powell. No. Yeah, what a junket that'll be on to be one of uh, yeah to be one of Gianni Fantino's pals at the minute. You'd be over there enjoying absolutely, yourself, wouldn't you? absolutely. But uh, yeah, no. But but everything that I that I've been reading and hearing about this is. The Premier League, they're holding us to rant, or they're holding the, the games to ransom. Yeah. Below. yeah, they don't want. Yeah, yeah, they want FA Cup replays to be abolished. Uh, there's some talk of they can opt out the League Cup. Yeah, and we've spoke about that a number of times. I think the League Cup's had its day. To be to be quite frank, if they start pulling little rule changes like that, then you may as well just pack it up and say so you know, and. Let's face it. There, there are, there are, there are huge lobby firms being paid vast sums of money on by the Premier League and by Premier League clubs to lobby politicians because that's what they, they do, do essentially, yeah. isn't it? And, uh, there's that much money at stake here. They're going to push against everything they can, especially your American owners. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Manchester United fans having veto over the Glazers <laughs> <laughs> and, and things like that? So, yeah, I think, yeah, well, I think we said it at the time. I think we might have said it with Phil, yeah, uh, when we did, we did the, uh, the supporters we, trust, like, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, that, uh, that this fan led review it was a fine romantic notion, but. But I think it was a starting point for negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. You know, seen as a starting point for negotiation and not the finished product. And I think when it eventually does come to pass, you're gonna you're gonna find a a great watered down version. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, but Mill will want to push ahead and they and they obviously they do want to push ahead. And we want to get ahead of legislation. You've got to say from Steve Kavanagh, it's been he's worked pretty smart on this, hasn't he? He's leading from the getting, front. I mean, the, the quote yeah. quote in the article is that it's an absolute disgrace that the game is not um, pressed ahead with uh, progress on the fan led review of governance, which includes all the things we've mentioned on previous shows, um, notably the redistribution of, of uh, finance within the game between the, the Premier League and the and the rest. Um, but yeah, we do seem to be pressing, or he, he does seem to be taking a leading position on this. So that's to his credit, in my opinion. Um, where the story will finish, we we don't know. I think you're right, Neil. I don't think the game sees any great um, won't want any any move towards governance, outside influence. Um, they'll offer a few sops to it and uh, hope they can get away with it. We'll we'll see. Um, the political scene will, will dictate how much emphasis the government give. Give to that. I, I bet they don't give it very much uh, emphasis, but there we are. Achtung, Mailball. Visit No One Likes Us Clothing for all your Millwall clobber. www.noonelikesus.co.uk. Um, the other 
have a story that's caught my eye, Neil, and you know we we mentioned it in WhatsApp last night about the uh, the company that runs the uh, the club shop and and the kind of uh, sundry um, kits and uh, you know souvenirs and all sorts of things. The company I didn't realise that that the club shop is was effectively run by a third party. Um, Outfit. I thought it was like part and parcel of Millwall Football Club, but it's actually uh, run on a contract with a group called Elite Sports Group, who've gone into administration. Um, I think the club are working overtime now to try and retrieve the situation because technically it means that the the club shop is not able to trade them. I think mean, the website is down at the moment. I didn't know we subbed it out in this way, but apparently it's quite a common thing. You were saying, yeah, uh, we did it in the summer, right? I believe. I believe. I believe they closed for a couple of weeks in the summer and they said it's coming back and yeah and in april it says yeah yeah a long-term partnership yeah, i think i think they said that hummel were running it there was nothing that said that this elite sports were running it uh a company who i think i think i read that they run 80 club shops apparently so yeah apparently it's a big up thing. and down the country yeah. Uh, rugby and football been v- hit very hard by London Wasps going out of business, right. or Wasps going out yeah, of business, yeah. not London Wasps, yeah. you idiot. Uh, uh, but in rugby, interestingly, rugby clubs have to buy their kits. In football, it's given to them. Mm. And, uh, and then you've obviously got the stuff that's gone in the Coventry or the arena shop i'm not sure who ran that i think it was elite sports mm. but obviously wasps going out of business has left a big black hole in their finances we're not alone i was reading i was reading when millwall broke this news a typical millwall was stuck in the 1980s but it's increasingly an avenue that clubs look to go down. One of the clubs hit the Southampton in the Premier League. Yeah, we're not alone. You're right. I'm just reading through this. Yeah. Southampton mentioned um, and others. Yep. Coventry, and, uh, yeah, but the benefits for the well, for Millwall are obviously they get a huge lump or they get a lump sum. Hopefully we've got some of that money in advance from them. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, we don't have to pay for the stock. No, it's just not under our wing at all, um, is it? We, we, we get the... Yeah, so our overheads come down dramatically. And yeah. um, I think it was a smart piece of thinking by Millwall. The club shop at Millwall has been embarrassing for years. Well, it's become um, it's become a figure of speech. It's almost, you know, it's, it's like a, you don't even have to... Um, you don't even have to mention it. Everyone knows it's not been very good, but... Um, the amount of money that we let slip through our fingers because people do want to buy stuff. They do. And you go in there every so often, or well, I used to when I lived up in London mm. and you went to games. You'd go in there every so often to have a look, see what was in there. If you if if you went down for a ticket midweek, it was the old you you, know, you buy your ticket. Or you know, you buy tickets for an away game or something like yeah, that, and then you'd go in the Millwall yeah. cafe at the week, yeah. and then you'd then you'd have a quick nose around the club shop. Yeah, and people do want to spend money, but but we're a club; we don't make it easy for for people to spend money. Well, especially with the increasing um, number of foreign fans, which is you know um, we've yeah. we've, we've spoken about that many many times. 
the location of the club being what it is makes it a very handy part of a of people come to London for long weekends and there's a fame of football going on at Bermondsey. So you can get, get down. Yeah, and they're right. Pilfer. Yeah, they 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 they, they, they love you know. I mean, all joking aside, the 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 uh, US fans, the the European fans, they love all this kind of um, souvenir stuff. That... Yeah, but they love a scarf. Yeah, they love a scarf. They love a pennant. Yes, there's money to be made. Money to be made there. Yeah, yeah, right. they love an overpriced badge. <laughs> Anything, and um, yeah, but they will buy the lot of it. They yeah, they won't just buy one badge. They'll go in there and they'll buy, yeah, but they'll spend 50 quid. Yeah, they will. And, they will. Um, and yeah, but they're rife, you have the right to be relieved of that money, rife to be relieved of that money, aren't they? And we don't seem to have got our heads around the fact that that we can do it. I think, yeah, but I think the other week, yeah, but I forget the game where they announced on uh, one of these Groupon websites that eight eight you have eighty percent off group mm. tickets, weren't that? That's right, yeah. And these people, and we just need to be smarter. We've got smarter to a certain extent. We actually, yeah, we franchised out this operation. You're in the car park. We've got your beers, and you can get your German sausage and the catering. That's improved a lot. That, 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 that little area down by the Yeah, yeah, and so we are working towards being a bit smarter i think yeah but i think we need to get the catering inside the ground i think there's a sorted. lot a lot that could be done inside the ground or should be done i think you're right i mean the the, the quality is really clear now between what you can buy i mean the west upper listeners as, as i'm sure everyone listening to the show knows and it's you know the 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 the, uh, the quality of what you get inside the ground compared with what i've seen down at the where the, the blue bus is now down at the cold blow lane in they've got like a an outdoor drinking area. They've got the German sausage bar there. Um, there was a, a stand selling for kids popcorn and stuff. But it, it looked like the kind of thing you would eat, Neil. You know, you'd say, yeah, okay, it's going to cost you X. I don't know how much they're charging for a, a, a burger or a hot dog down there. But it was an eatable hot dog rather than something that looks like it's been through um, a nuclear test test Hell. zone. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. you don't mind paying you know stadium prices when what you're getting is 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 good food and so that's been got right down there and i take my hand off to the club for getting that right the outdoor bar looks like it's it's fairly lively and well used um it's just inside the ground i think that's that's where the next next level lies you could probably even include selling souvenir type stuff inside the ground if you had if you had it set up right um they used to be yeah but there used to be a shop in the in the east stand, in the yeah, I don't know why we don't do it. Stand um, lower, um, well, we did have that caravan outside, didn't didn't we? I think they've now, which was outside the west stand, wasn't yeah. it? And you, uh, which I think they might have turned into the bar. They might have turned it into a bar, and yeah, we had the small club shop around the back of the east or to the side of the east stand didn't we yeah i mean they've been really inventive so, down at end. They, they're using the old blue bus which had broken down wasn't moving anymore so they've actually made that into uh, <laughs> a double decker bus I, I, yeah, they made it into yeah, a bar a they, they made it into a bar they're selling they're selling drinks yeah. out of it that's good that's the kind of inventive thinking that you want to see and there's loads of there's i'm you know million million and one ideas that people can give but it's just good to see it at least partially coming through but there's other areas of the ground where I think we, we do need to do need to improve a lot. Um, 
just to move us along, Neil, I mean, the, just to close the show, really, the, the last story I thought we could touch on was this, um, going back to the training ground, you, you found this on um, local Kent uh, website, Kent Live, uh, Seven Oaks neighbours fury over Greenbelt Mill FC training ground plans. This is a story in on Kent Live, um, which purports to sh- get together some furious neighbours of the of the um, new training ground at West Kingsdown. Um, uh, the, the headline implies there's going to be a lot more in the story than actually there was. It was actually quite a flimsy piece, actually, Neil. I thought it was there wasn't much to it apart from one or two neighbours who were a bit upset that there's going to be more traffic going to and from the new the new training ground when it's constructed. Yeah, it it was yeah, it was classic clickbait, but for <laughs> but but for our show, I think it where we do discuss the Millwall news of the week and we put our spin on it, it seemed it's yeah, it seemed like quite a good story, especially as last week there was nothing around. We were on about supercomputers <laughs> predicting where Millwall were going to finish from <laughs> From the news at Den, I thought, Christ, we better find something. To we're better than that. <laughs> Maybe, well, well, we're, not, Millwall... we're not better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, true. I think that Millwall are, Millwall are victims and NIMBYs, aren't NIMBYs, we? not, not, not in my backyard. <laughs> brigade, yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how a few football pitches <laughs> is going to impact on, on John's or whatever he's called, uh, uh, quality of life. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, they implied that this was the beginning of the end (laughs) for the village, Armageddon, uh, that you were going to have suddenly hordes of Millwall fans descending upon the place, which is absolute bollocks, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean... You probably get... Five people looking through the fence every now and again. You will know that if there's a reserve game, Dan from Lions TV does like to look through the fence and watch the game. Uh, I think you're that, going a long yeah, way to do that, though. I mean, at least, yeah, at least Calmont exactly. is nearby, isn't it? You know, this is a long way out in the country. Mate, it's going to have it's going to have almost no effect whatsoever on their quality of life and having a few football pitches around. You would have thought that you you would have thought that you'd rather have a Millwall training ground down there yeah. than them putting a thousand houses on the site or something like that, and well, it preserves it as blocks of flat from supermarkets and things like that because because well, that's the other alternative. Build on it. Would they yeah, rather yeah, yeah. have a major development housing development down there yeah. than have a few football pitches and? 50 cars going up and down there uh, for two or three hours a day. And, but that's, yeah, but let's be honest about it. Footballers, they're not in all day, every day, are they? No, they're not. You'll get there, yeah, yeah, but they'll get there an hour or two before they start training. They'll have their breakfast. They'll run around a football pitch for a couple of hours. They'll have some lunch and they'll bugger off home. They're home by two o'clock, aren't they? Yeah, I mean the, uh, yeah, but, the story. Yeah, but that's unless you, yeah, but that's unless you're waiting for Bobby Backache to finish. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, I'd, I'd be very interested to to know if we're going to move our academy down there because that might increase the amount of that it is. I mean, one of one of the the raging neighbours of the of the of the development down there says the only no public are allowed inside the grounds. It's going to be Millwall employees only. 
no children unless unless they belong to the academy. So um, I presume it does mean that the academy is going out that way. I mean, the story turns that there's no village uh, benefit to the village of West Kingsdown whatsoever. But then I think the club's answer to that, Neil, will be the, the amount of work the community scheme are putting into the area. I mean, I don't know where that's focused. I, I don't know West Kingsdown particularly. I know where it is. I don't. It doesn't seem like a... A particularly blue. I don't even know where it is. is it? I don't even know where it is. And yeah, until I read it was in Seven Oaks, I had absolutely no idea. A friend of mine actually lives there. Somebody I went to school with. Yeah, a vermin fan. He lives in West it's, Kings. It's very pleasant. I mean, it's very green. Um, but this, this, the, the, the training ground is not going to be building like, like you say, it's not going to be building on a mass scale there. So you're going to have some training at gymnasium and and offices and shower blocks and whatever. But it's still going to be largely speaking green, you know. Football pitches are still grass, and um, so I, it, and you can hide all of that. You can hide. You you can plant a load of trees, can't you? The, you you do a lot of so- or, softening. They call it. That from view. That's right. Um, yeah, but they will skewer that from view, so you can. Anyway, so I, I love this quote. This is this is from one chap here who's enraged by the amount of traffic. He says, uh, "What's his name? Um, I won't read his name out. He's a, he's a local resident. Uh, the road outside my cottage, he says, is four point nine meters wide, um, which sounds quite wide to me. I mean, you know, uh, and all the traffic that's going to come down is narrow country lane, a sixty mile an hour road. I'm going to be driving down there at high speed, according to this bloke, um, and he's he's so enraged." He's so frustrated and annoyed, he's, he's thinking of having another stroke. <laughs> you, don't get to, you don't get to choose. Sorry, I'm not laughing. At, yeah, but I'm not laughing at the fact that he's had a stroke. In case somebody wants to at me, yeah, I'm not laughing at the fact no, no. He's, uh, yeah, that he's had a stroke. It says he might have, he might, I don't think he's meaning he'll choose to have it, listeners, because you don't choose these things. Yeah. But. Yeah, well, exactly. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of... i um... thinking of having another stroke at the thought of Benicophobia <laughs> revving up down the road and racing Zeon Fleming. He's probably... He, yeah, well, if you... Yeah, but if your Dutch players are anything to go by, he probably owns an electric car or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. A, but, yeah, it's a, it's a flimsy yeah, story. Yeah, but they'll just play. Yeah, but they'll just place speed restrictions. You won't be able to go more than no. 20 miles 20, an hour, will 30, you? 30, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, let's face it. What did he say it was? 3.5 metres? Yeah, but that's 4.9 metres. That's yeah, quite well, wide. That's, that's what's that? Five, five metres width of a road. You've got, you'll get two cars going in either direction. It's, a, it's down a country lane, yes. clearly, but, you know, um, as you say, you, you speed bump it. You, you, you do something to control that. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, I think it's just a pretty. It's a, they found two local residents who are disgusted, and that's kind of the, the strength of the story. I mean, I, I, what I will say, just moving on from that, is that the club have done a huge amount of effort. Have put a huge amount of effort into locate the community scheme down there. They've clearly um, done a lot of work with Seven Oaks Council, and the fact there's been no objections raised to it on an unofficial basis, and the secretary of state has let it go through is a, a testament to the amount of uh, time, effort and resources that the club's put into it. So you've got to take your hat off to that. Um, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, but it's all about moving us forward. And yeah, what would Mr. Two Strokes like? Would he actually rather <laughs> Millwall's, yeah, well, Millwall's training ground being down there? Or would he rather, or would he rather a thousand houses? Yeah, 
yeah, but look, yeah, well, yeah, we'll leave Mister Two Strokes with that. I think we've reached the end of this. I've done no prep for this show, listeners. I'm hoping it doesn't show too much through the seams of the of the links between each story. Um, also, big thank you to Neil Fisler for indulging my very amateurish prep for this show. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, no problem, mate. FA Cup draw on uh, on Monday. I think we forgot to mention that. And yes. uh, hopefully waiting for our latest poor draw, won't we? Although I did notice it, yeah, it happened last Friday, just as we were recording, mm. the youth team drew Arsenal away in the FA Youth Cup. But it was very soon pointed out that everybody got very excited because they hadn't seen Millwall at the Emirates. They actually play their games at Boreham Woods. Yes. <laughs> A lot less <laughs> exciting going to Boreham Wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, will be exciting. And uh, Bromby tomorrow, and uh, we watch England tonight. tonight. And then we, yeah, but then hopefully we don't score all of our goals tonight and we can save five or six for past the understrength Welsh team. <laughs> and then the knockout phase, we'll see what we get. Yeah. Fingers crossed for England tonight. And thank you for Neil. Thank you to you listeners for tuning in. Uh, until the next edition of Akdung Mill, it's uh, Yaki Yaki Da. Bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.